Discover the heart of family connections in our latest episode featuring my oldest daughter, Lilia. Learn the importance of quality versus quantity in family relationships that my daughter and I have recently navigated through challenges in this stage of our relationship. Discover steps on how to reconnect in meaningful ways through the perspective of a teenager and a parent and learn what works and what doesn't. Find out how to foster genuine connections and make time count with your limited time left together at home. Tune in for a discussion that will inspire you to strengthen your family ties in easy, actionable ways. Let's get to it. I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome back to Fulfillment Therapy. Today I am here with my daughter, Lilia Nielsen. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am 16. I'm a junior in high school. I like dancing and music and acting and stuff like that. So music, dancing, acting. What instruments do you play? Most of the violin, kind of the piano. Usually I just play the piano for choir purposes. I sing in two choirs and I do ballroom and I usually do color guard, but I'm not doing that this year. So you've had a lot of interests, most of them in the performing arts. So you are 16 years old. You are a junior in high school. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be good to talk with Lily today about, because it's hard to navigate quality versus quantity time in relationships, especially when you have a teen. And we've been navigating that together and working through it. So I thought that listeners also might have this challenge in their life. And as we figured out what works for us and what doesn't, we thought these tips would be helpful for you that are going through the same thing. So recently, a little background on this is Lily told me that she felt like I was always mad at her lately. So I thought about this for a while, and then later on, I had a conversation with her about how I have less than two years with her before she goes to college, and I don't get to see her a lot right now because of all of her interests and her activities. She's very involved in a lot of things. She really enjoys being active in things, even though sometimes we try to rein you back a little bit, right? (laughs) Or maybe a lot. (laughs) And I feel like I'm putting these deposits in the relationship when it comes to things like a lot of rides because she doesn't have a car yet she's saving for a car even things like making her food getting her meals even when she's working covering her chores when she's going to and from things trying to say yes to things even other stuff like 
asking her to go on walks or playing games or whatever that might be, trying to put deposits into our relationship in ways that we connect. But I hadn't really been feeling the same from her. And so my resentment and my frustration were growing. And I didn't really realize that until Lily had talked to me about how she felt pretty upset or sad that I had been mad at her a lot. And she wasn't wrong. I sat on that and I thought about it for a little while. I told my background on that a little bit. I gave my interpretation of that conversation. But what was it like for you on your end, Lily? I just remember being kind of like afraid to ask to do things because I felt like you were often very mad at me and I didn't quite know why. So I like didn't want to ask to do things because I felt like if I asked, you were just going to like bite my head off. It was an interesting situation. I just didn't feel like we were very connected and curved that our relationship was doing very well, but I didn't know why either. And it was kind of stressful for me. Yeah, I remember that too. So I really appreciate you coming to me because I was feeling that too. Again, almost like that ticking clock of you leaving and feeling less and less connected the busier that you got and the more you're running every direction and feeling like something needed to change. It would be too hard to keep up that pace or just that disconnect, right? Mm -hmm. After we had this conversation, Lily really listened and she has been putting in bids in the relationship. And the things that I have noticed is that she's been asking to go on walks and we've been playing games together because we love to play games together. Sometimes she asks to watch a show together, which is not very typical because you never watch shows because <laughs> you're so busy, which is great in some ways. And in other ways, I just want to staple you to the floor. It's funny when you walk into the house and I'm watching TV and you're like, oh, you're being a normal teenager. <laughs> funny thing to be grateful for. <laughs> And not just that, but you were having more conversations with me. You were being affectionate. You were, it changed. There was this shift and I massively appreciated it. And it was so obvious that shift that came. Even though you were not around a lot more because you're working and you have your activities and you're in your final two years of high school, my resentment and my frustration largely went away. And when you did ask to do something, it was a lot easier to say yes. So for that part, for you, how was it? What did you decide in your mind after our conversation? It was just like kind of like an understanding. I was like, oh, okay. Like there is a reason why. And it has a relatively like simple solution because I was willing to change something. I just didn't really know what I needed to change. And I remember just afterwards, it was such a nice feeling because I remember, I think it was like one or two days after I'd started asking to do things and like wanting to hang out more that one of my friends asked if I wanted to go someplace and I remember being like I don't have to be nervous to ask my mom if I can do this and it was kind of a good feeling because I could tell that she wasn't like angrily saying yes and I wasn't afraid to ask her so that was good yeah I remember that too you're feeling relief it sounds like we both felt relief mm -hmm. I like that too when I was watching my siblings in a lot of ways, that was such a blessing because I was able to watch how it was for so many different people. So there were seven kids in my family. I was usually the younger one, but even as the older one, watching how my younger siblings, how it was for them. It's so developmentally normal to be pretty busy, especially your junior and senior year, mm -hmm. where you're very involved your worldview is shifts from being just about your family to more of socializing and becoming more of an adult and increasing your responsibilities and your commitments in certain ways mm -hmm. again navigating that pace but it is natural for you to become more of an adult in that time even though your brain hasn't completely 
turned into an adult brain, if that makes sense. I don't think my brain will be in an adult brain until I'm like 25. Exactly. You're <laughs> right. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. The listeners may or may not know this, but your prefrontal cortex, the front of your brain, is not fully developed until you're 25, just like you had just mentioned. And do you know what that part of your brain does? It's not like decision making. Yeah, so it is planning, it's prioritizing, making good decisions, <laughs> which not even all 40, 50, 60 year olds make great decisions, but yes. <laughs> It is definitely the responsible part of your brain. Mm -hmm. So when you hear parents complaining about how maybe their kids, especially their teens, are not making the best decisions, it's probably because they have not fully developed their brains. They're learning, and that will keep developing into college. Yes, but we're going to throw you into the world and make you make all of your own decisions at 18. Have fun, kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We'll have to take that up with Heavenly Father later. <laughs> what was what your rationale? Crap, okay. <laughs> Lily, it sounds like the biggest thing that we learned in what we were navigating is the difference between quality time versus quantity time too, and how to make deposits in the relationship. As far as those two things, what thoughts do you have on those for teaching the listeners and just what you learned? I think it's important when you're spending quality time for it to be quality time. Don't go into like mad at each other before when we hadn't really talked about it. Attempting to like spend time with you or like be affectionate, it wasn't very effective just because we we're both kind of angry. So just making sure that you talk about it beforehand, work through your disagreements before you try to spend quality time, I think is good. Because if you just go into it angry, then it's not going to be true quality time. It's not going to be as effective as it would if you were both fully present and wanting to be there absolutely another word for that is just processing it mm -hmm. i think until you said something to me i knew that i was frustrated but i didn't really understand it from your perspective and by you voicing that and being open and vulnerable with me then i was able to explore through your eyes a little bit more Mm -hmm. and sit on it for a couple of days, not just force this conversation, but to really explore it and then come back together when we're both calm and seek a solution, which you said this even, I think, that it was relatively simple, just putting deposits into the relationship. Yes, I was putting them in, but both of us put them in and then sometimes I'm not putting them in as much. It can go up and down. It was a simple solution, but neither of us knew why the other person was angry. It was just something that needed to be talked about. Exactly. And I imagine most parents and teens have this pretty regularly. Yeah. So a simple thing, especially identifying what it was. I don't, do you remember if I told you things that I liked that you do when it comes to deposits? I don't remember if I did. I think you did, but I can't remember what they were. Okay. So specific things, like you might be buying me a bunch of little gifts and that's not really what I'm needing. I'm just mm -hmm. needing you to give me more hugs and sit and talk with me after school or every person is a little different. For us, like I love it when you just go on walks with me. I love it when you approach me and you're proactive about what we do together, even mm -hmm. if it's just five minutes, 10 minutes versus I want you home all night. You know? yeah. And then you're in your room. That's actually one of the things that I do remember. I would be like, no, tonight you're going to be home. You've been gone so much. But then you'd be in your room because yeah. you'd be I'd frustrated usually, or burned out. Yeah, and I'd usually be in my room because I'm like, great, I'm home. But I'm you still feel mad at me, so I'm going to hide. Yeah, so it was <laughs> ineffective in a sense. For that quality versus quantity time. Absolutely. 
Lily, this is related, but slightly different. Because we haven't had a teen on the podcast before, what do you feel are some of your biggest challenges as a teen, not just at home, but in life too? So probably two things. Number one, emotions. Number two, communication. Number one, emotions, because I am, me particularly, I'm a very emotional human. (laughs) Um, People keep telling me it's a blessing, but I'm sure I will see that eventually. Right now, I'm kind of just annoyed, but that's okay. And I don't think you're alone. I think maybe a lot of teens are not as self-aware. And I think most teenage bodies are raging with hormones and it's really unfair to them. There's a lot of feelings. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like just with emotions, it's definitely hard to navigate all of them because there is a lot of them. And then sometimes, especially when I'm like particularly hormonal and I will really, really mean to people, I'm like, I don't even know why I'm saying those things. I open my mouth and mean things come out. I'm sorry. It's really funny because usually I'll say something really mean and I'll instantly afterwards be like, I'm so sorry, that was really mean. I don't know why I said that. That's kind of a struggle sometimes. And then also just communication. The thing with my mom, how we just didn't communicate. We were communicating, we just didn't communicate about the right things. So that can be kind of a struggle, even with school and friends. Like a lot of the time, I consider myself pretty lucky. I'm not involved in a whole lot of drama at like school and with friends and stuff. But I think a lot of drama, especially in like high school friend groups, comes from people not communicating or talking to each other when they have issues just communication is a big thing yeah i could definitely see that i love that you brought that up and you're just transparent and you owned it having a lot of feelings being emotional do you mind if i share a little example maybe this is the last time (laughs) yes but it's just Uh in general because it happens to the best of us it really does It reminds me of some of those movies where there's like raging and screaming and then there's crying and (laughs) super sad and all within five minutes. And it goes back and forth between sad and happy and laughing. And it's just so intense. And you're not really sure if you should like run out of the room crying or if you should just start filming it or you should be (laughs) laughing and you're just watching this show. And (laughs) the last time our youngest, the youngest two kids were watching her and I was watching her and we're just watching all of the emotions play through in Lily within a very short span of time. My youngest daughter was trying to be very loving and patient and ultimately we just explained to them, yeah, sometimes this happens as a teen and good luck. <laughs> this is what you have to look forward to. Have fun. Yeah. But I think you also modeled for them just patience and you normalize something that we've all had to go through that's actually one thing that I wanted to talk about too I think parents forget how hard it was as a teen I remember feeling so keenly everything being so sensitive exactly what you're talking about Lily I cry at the Lion King mom you cried at the Lion King I cried watching Luca Luca isn't even sad Exactly. Yes. And also feeling so hypersensitive to anything somebody says that might be hurtful, like friends or guys or whatever it is, and just feeling so hurt and wondering why anyone could be so terrible. And then years later being like, that was really not a big deal. (laughs) Reminding parents, remember what it was like? Please be patient with me. Feel free to do that to me too. Okay. Thanks for giving that. So you said emotions and you said communication, Mm -hmm. not just at home, but with friends and everything too. Okay. 
Can you tell me a little bit about self-care and your pace and how you navigate that with your busy schedule? It's definitely been a bit of a struggle getting to the point like, okay, I know how to take care of myself and also go 50 miles per hour often. Number one, sleep is important. I didn't do that very much last year, but I'm doing it this year and it's good. Sleep is good. Even if it means sacrificing a little bit of homework, just turn it in late. Like a perfectionism sometimes for your mental health. <laughs> yeah. But also just making sure you take time to do things that you enjoy. Like, Because sometimes I think you guys are like, oh my gosh, you're doing so many things. And you're not, absolutely not wrong. I'm doing a lot of things. But sometimes I think you guys don't realize that a lot of the things I do do, I'm doing because I enjoy them and they are restful for me. There definitely does come a point where that's kind of invalid and my body is just needing to rest. But taking time to just do things that you enjoy and making sure that you're running 50 miles per hour isn't just working or just doing homework. Yeah, actually, that was one thing that I have really struggled to navigate as a parent because I want to slow you down. I want to teach you to have a healthy pace and... It's hard to know because you just said that these are restorative for me. This is what makes me happy. This is being busy and involved is good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. And it also is a very fine line and often goes over that. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know until it's past that. Mm-hmm. It's been really hard as a parent to navigate that with you because every child is different. And you do seem to do the best when you do have your hands in different things and are really using your gifts and your talents and growing. And not so much that you stop taking care of yourself. You stop sleeping as well. You start to Mm -hmm. have way more meltdowns. You're not doing that quality time. Even something as simple as your room, like how messy you are, how much has become so cluttered at home. Mm -hmm. Usually that's a good indication of a cluttered life too. Yeah. My next question for you is, do you have any tips for parents when it comes to communicating with kids or teens, especially about challenges? I think just being clear with your communication and really just spelling it out for your teen, because sometimes I think you guys think that we understand things that we don't. And just sharing your point of view on things, because I didn't know how my mom really felt. I didn't know what the issue was, and it was causing a lot more contention than it was worth. Yeah, so being really transparent mm-hmm. early on. And that's a tricky one, like, because I had said in that particular case, I guess I thought it was really clear, and I didn't know that it wasn't until we had that conversation. But mm-hmm. if there is maybe that contention, then just review. Is this really clear to them? Do they really understand where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. And even if even if you think they do, kind of just spell it out. Like, don't talk to them like they're stupid, because that's not going to be received well. Just make it very clear, like exactly how you're feeling. Even if you're even if you're pretty sure that they know what you mean, if there's still contention, just make it very clear how you're feeling, why you're feeling that way, and make sure to ask them for their point of view too, because it's kind of not the most fun when you're like, and I'm doing this and like all this, and then it kind of feels like you're almost invalidating the other person's feelings even though you're not trying to if not asking for their point of view at all so ask for their perspective their point of view mm-hmm. really clarify that they know what's going on if one or both sides is frustrated 
even if you feel like it's already been explained. Mm -hmm. Did I miss anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Great advice, definitely. Stay tuned for part two next time. You're not going to want to miss it. And also, don't forget to sign up for the Costa Rican Women's and Men's Wellness Retreat, June 16th through the 22nd, 2024. Remember, this is going to be what ignites your life when it comes to personal self-improvement and enriching your family connections like your marriage and your parenting. Come get inspired and educated and walk away with memorable, life-changing experiences and a very needed and necessary restoration and timeout that is long overdue for almost every parent. Join us by signing up on fulfillmenttherapy.org or email fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com for any questions. Until next time, have a fantastic week and shine boldly and brightly. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.